the solar eclipse, right? Still happening. It looks like metamorphosis. <laughs> still happening. Yeah, that's great. It is. So the sun is still shining. Somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I think a new country western song just is being created. No, not somewhere. <laughs> somewhere the sun is shining. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's good to welcome everybody with us today. We have some exciting stuff to experience, right? Yes, we do. Okay. So uh, the first question that came in today, I couldn't help but notice, wants to know how old is Paycheck? (laughs) (laughs) That one slipped by and it got forwarded to me. World wants to maybe know, but maybe we'll never we could know. just make an estimate. <laughs> we could. How about 1.2 times 10 to the 27? Abigail's number somewhere. Okay, good. Well, as you can see, we we've got some some apparatus. I see that. Yeah, and it probably isn't very hard to figure out what this is. This is a picture. Mm-hmm. Do you get the picture? Get the picture. Okay, yeah, this is a picture. You can fill it with water, and then if you turn on the power button right over there, and then turn on the charge button. Now watch if you can, and see if you can see that it's starting to generate hydrogen. And I don't know if we could see it better if I was standing behind it. Oh, there you go. There you go, look at that. The hydrogen man with the hydrogen I can really see hydrogen, so the hydrogen is bubbling up through the water. Oh, it is. And it's some of the hydrogen is being dissolved. Most of it's just coming out the top and escapes into the room. But some of it is being dissolved in the water. Water dissolves oxygen, small amount, small amount of hydrogen. With that hydrogen in the water, if you drink it, it does some interesting things. I happen to also have a hydrogen water bottle. On the bottom of the bottle is a hydrogen electrolyzer. So if I turn this on, by hitting it twice, it's got a blue light if you can, if I turn it right, maybe you can see it in the bottom there, just barely. But it's starting to bubble and make hydrogen too. And so these both do the same things, just this does it bigger. How does it dissolve it? How does it dissolve it? Really? <laughs> like that? <laughs> how, would, how would you say it? I thought your description was pretty good, but I... Uh... Well, <clears throat> how do you dissolve salt in water? Yeah, if you, you take water. a cup of water, put some salt in it, and uh-huh. stir it, the sodium chloride ionizes and ions float around in the water. Mm-hmm. In this case, the hydrogen is not an ion, it's actually hydrogen with an electron. If you took the electron away, it would be an ion. But you actually dissolve it in a very small quantity in the water. And that then means that when you drink the water, you're drinking hydrogen. I love hydrogen. (laughs) I've been talking for a long time. And when you drink hydrogen, you're getting hydrogen ion in your body. And if you have hydrogen and you react it with a hydroxyl ion, which is kind of one of the nasty things that 
makes people get sick, uh, things like cancer, etc. It reacts with the hydroxyl ion, which has a formula of oxygen plus hydrogen, OH, and with an extra hydrogen, it becomes HOH or H2O, which is water. So it's, it's kind of a neat thing. If you remember when we talked about pH, the uh, pH changes in the water, it actually rises, and you therefore are able to drink it easier. It's easier to drink, so I drink more water with hydrogen water, but I really like it. Hydrogen is, is a gas, <laughs> it's a great gas. As you know, uh, or most of you know, those of you who have been around last year and before, I became very interested in hydrogen when I was a student in a science class in the ninth grade, and the teacher showed how you could hook electricity up to two wires mm -hmm. in water, and on one would bubble off oxygen, and on the other would bubble off hydrogen. In other words, water can be broken into two gases, which means if you put the two gases back together, the gases turn into liquid, in, into water. And that was neat. My, my science teacher, Mr. Mitchell, had an apparatus so he could catch the hydrogen, and he caught it and forced it into a balloon. And he tied the balloon, and it floated like these balloons. They're lighter than air. A lot of people have seen helium balloons. Don't be impressed. <laughs> they float, but Don't hydrogen has a lot more float power because it's much lighter than helium. So it's the best kind of stuff to put in a balloon, especially <clears throat> if you don't light it on fire. Because helium doesn't burn, <laughs> hydrogen does, all right? Well, anyway, so he captured the hydrogen, put it in a balloon, and then he lit a match to the string, mm -hmm. and the fire burned up the string, the balloon floated up into the ceiling of our classroom, and of course, I'm sitting there watching. When the fire got to the balloon, it lit the hydrogen on fire, and there was a powerful explosion. Boom! And he wrote on the chalkboard, hydrogen plus oxygen from air creates water. And that was just so exciting to me. Fire making water. And then I got this great idea. If we would just run everything on hydrogen, like our cars and our buses and our trucks and everything, don't worry about global warming. Don't worry about pollution because it all goes away. The only thing you make when you burn hydrogen is water. And that was my science fair project. It took me three tries, three years, to actually get an engine to run on hydrogen. But my senior year I succeeded and then I went on to convert my father's Model A Ford and won the science fair. And got my college paid for, and uh, started a great career. After that, I started a company to develop hydrogen energy. And I made bold predictions, like one day, even Lady Peugeot will drive a hydrogen car. Oh, you did? I didn't know that you said that. I don't think she existed. I don't either. <laughs> I could see the future like John. <clears throat> I can remember the future. Anyway, I do want a hydrogen car, though. It is really a wonderful fuel. And so I made all of these exciting claims and, and 
all kinds of skeptics came at me. They told me I was crazy. In fact, one of the biggest papers in the United States ran a whole big front page article saying I was Looney Tunes. It just didn't make sense. And uh, so I had to <clears throat> thicken my skin a little bit. You know, uh, a very special, influential friend of mine recently told me something. And I realized uh, it was something that I do without even realizing it. But now that he told me about it, I could do it better because I understood. And he says, when someone insults you by something they say, interpret what they say as having a good meaning. Mm -hmm. So let's just try it. So just role play. What I'd like you to do is just say to me, R, that's all I got left of the name. Hi. I started out with a full name. R, uh, you're ugly, okay, here we go. Go ahead. Oh. I'm gonna show them how to respond, come on. Come on, this is going to be good. This is going to be taken as a snippet okay, away. Go. It's going to oh, be over this is going to and be over everywhere. and over. Okay. Against my will. <laughs> are, are you ugly? You're not very social, are you? I thought she was social. I'm very social. See, I'm saying something bad okay. now about her. Her sociality is not working. What was it again? Are, you're ugly. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I think that too. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have my favorite fishing lure, lure, is called the ugly spoon. Yeah, it really works. So you're saying I'm really great, aren't you? Whatever they say, you take it to mean something positive. That was probably the hardest Thank thing you. you've let ever me bump. Let me give you a double bump for that. Oh. I learned how to do this one. Oh. I learned how to do this today. That's a double bump. <laughs> Yeah, do you have any that. other nice things you want to say to me? I really do. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I think you're brilliant. <laughs> Did I hurt your feelings? Yes. <laughs> but can you see what but I'm you saying? Are brilliant. They can say it any way they mean it. And if they're mean, they probably mean it in, in a way that you don't want to know. But you can take it any way you want. I think you do too many yeah. things at once. How dare you? How can you do that? That's what people say. That's not possible. <laughs> Thank you. That's called multitasking. <laughs> but it, it is true. And that's, that's a little bit of wisdom. Put it in your pocket and mm -hmm. use it. When someone says something to offend you, take it as though they mean something positive. And you know, the real strange thing about this, and this is absolutely true. You'll observe this if you study it and pay attention. The amazing thing about this approach is that many of the people that said something mean to me didn't mean what I thought they meant. They didn't mean something mean. Like, she wasn't being mean when she was saying I was ugly. She was just expressing her pity. Oh my God. <laughs> And so I'm going to, but very, very often, if you take it as them meaning something uplifting, quite often they do, and you don't end up losing a friend because you reacted wrong. And if they're saying something disgusting, if you believe it the way they said it, it's just going to hurt, 
I don't want to hurt. So I just say, oh, thank you. And they look at me like, <laughs> and I know they meant it. No, I tell you what. <laughs> so there's some advice. But now let's get back to hydrogen for a minute. Okay. It's, it's a wonderful, amazing gas. It's the most abundant atom type or element in your body. There are more hydrogen atoms in the human body by a ton than any other type of atom. So that makes us the hydrogen race. I love it. Yeah. We are hydrogen people. Yes. Yes. And now we're making hydrogen cars and other things. And if you drink hydrogen water like I do, well, then you're really hydrogen people. Does it make us lighter? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a balloon and hang on to it. Anyway. So it's, it's a pretty exciting thing. Now, I want to talk a little bit about hydrogen because there's, there's some big news about hydrogen that I think a lot of you are going to want to catch up on. Okay? okay. Uh, for those that are just starting out in hydrogen, I brought some. These actually have hydrogen in them, which means if we lit them on fire, they go boom. Should we try that? Yeah. We should. We should. Yeah, we'd have to wear our glasses. But actually, I would like to do a study to see if a hydrogen atom is the smallest, simplest atom in the universe. Right here? Mm -hmm. I'd like to do an experiment right here. Now let's think about this for a minute. How can we tell? How can we measure how small the hydrogen atom is? I'm going to say something and I'd like you to watch this and see how I do it. Something. (laughs) I collected a volume of air into my lungs. (sighs) And then I pushed the air out of my lungs with velocity and it came up through these little jiggly things called vocal cords and it went and then I used my throat and my mouth to twist the sound into something, right? How fast the vocal cords vibrate is how high the the pitch is. Have you noticed that ladies very often have voices that are higher pitched than men? It's because (laughs) they have short vocal cords. We have big long ones, so they vibrate more slowly. You keeping up with this? This isn't electrical engineering, but you, you need to diversify. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some social. So, so here's the deal. What makes the vocal cords vibrate? And it's the air that I push up. <sighs> but I push it through. If I just blow it out, <sighs> it's going around the vocal cords. But if I push the air through these little vocal cords, these little vibrator strings, bonk. Then you hear a sound, okay? And that sound was so low because mine are long. Now, if she did that, it would be higher. But we're not going to put her on the spot because that wouldn't be the social thing to do to a lady, right? That's right. Social, by the way, is her word. She made it up in her class. It means that you're social and emotional, right? What does it mean? She Love put it. those two words together, social, emotional, stuck them together, and she got social. 
but I don't know what it means. What does it mean? You're going to coin words. You have to make up a definition. It means you've got your life all balanced. I mean, you can have the it's like butterflies. You got the wind, the winds that flutter you around, but you you don't you don't get ruffled. See, she is social. Okay, so now back to our experiment. What if the air that she breathes into her lungs? What if it was air that was made up of hydrogen atoms? And then she blew it out through her vocal cords and talked to us. Because the hydrogen atom is so much smaller than the atoms in air, her little vocal cords would vibrate really fast. Look at that smile. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they? That's a hypothesis. Oh, that yeah. smile. It's my hypothesis. I love These that little smile. vocal cords that really vibrate fast and it'd be higher pitch than she could do even if she was trying. You know what she could do if she wanted to do high pitch? She could tighten with her muscles those vocal cords and then even vibrate faster. Mm. But this would make them vibrate faster, higher pitch than she could do no matter how hard she tried. Involuntarily, it just it acts upon Shall me. Shall we try it? <laughs> this, is, this is in the name of science, live. Where, where, where did you put those safety glasses? <laughs> <laughs> We always use safety glasses when we're doing dangerous experiments. And please, while we're doing this, no smoking. Are you talking about mine? Do you really yes. want mine? Don't well, you? Don't yeah. you want them? I do. They have them. You threw them on the floor. <laughs> I'll fell. tell you what. You can wear mine. I came prepared. Oh, okay. Where'd all the people? Oh, there you are. Okay. Good. So what we're going to do then, we're going to have you breathe that hydrogen. So when I get the hydrogen balloon, I'm going to cut it open, but I'm going to have you hold it so it doesn't go shooting out, okay? Have you hold it, and then I need you to eliminate all of the air from your lungs. A good way to do that is take, take a deep breath, and then blow it all out. And then breathe back in the hydrogen. <laughs> if you do that with helium, many of you have tried that. It sounds like Mickey Mouse, doesn't it? You thought, I sound like Mickey Mouse. That's me pulling my vocal cords really tight. But if I breathe helium, that sound like that. But with hydrogen, you don't sound like Mickey Mouse. You sound like Minnie Mouse. <laughs> but will it make me feel like? Just so I'm ready to be ready for Social. this. Social. <laughs> Social? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so... I have two balloons. In case I mess up. For those of you who keep the lab book, this will be balloon hydrogen test number one. <laughs> smile, because that smile. I love hydrogen. <laughs> I love research. Yeah. I love all these things. So, am so, I supposed to really wear glasses? For safety. Okay. Oh man. I'm ready. Okay. So what you got to do is grab it here so it doesn't leak out when I wait, cut right it. Right here? Right there, yeah. Squeeze it tight. Wait a minute, wait a minute. In a minute. Wait, okay. And we're now taking the last time out of the quarter. <laughs> okay. This is the balloon opener. Right, you pull that way. I'll pull this way. It'll give me it's something. It's going to pop. Don't, have you got a hold of it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
the hydrogen has now been released into her custody. <laughs> now let's walk through this slowly. So we are going to take a breath, blow it out. You don't need to do it slow. You'll pass out. <laughs> Just go, blow it out. And then talk. Wait a minute. Something's really going to have to work. <laughs> Here, I'll get it out for wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it won't open. It won't open. Wait a minute. You have to blow out first. Is okay. the balloon going to go away if I let go? Yeah. Yeah, so Let I'm concerned about that. So I, wait a minute. I would like to do this. She's stalling. <laughs> She's stalling. I'm not actually. It's all Guys, stuck when together. you plan your science fair project, She's the right girl. pick your research team carefully. She's stalling. You ready? My name is Paige Monet, the hydrogen girl. Eat your heart out, R51. This is cool. Let me try it again. What if he takes that wrong? He will. I take it back. Don't do it. <laughs> Keep your heart. This is awesome. Oh. Can you do it? Yeah. Hang on to it. Wait for it. Wait for it. I got it. I okay, all done. It. Oh, she's going to make fun. me do it. I am. What kind? Of a guy would I be if I made her I do know. it? I know. I didn't do it. Safety glasses. <laughs> extinguish all the fires. <laughs> okay. This is fun. Let's do it. You've done it before. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> I love hydrogen. I do too, actually. <laughs> what do you guys think about hydrogen? <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I really like hydrogen all the time. All the time I like hydrogen. That's a really wonderful fuel. I think this is my favorite science live ever. Let's do more of this. What? It really does make you I feel good. I found another <laughs> Okay, but we have something exciting to talk about tonight with hydrogen. <laughs> something exciting to talk about. I, I need to tell you about a real-life experience that happened back in the last century, back in 1985, while most of you had not even been funk up yet. <laughs> the funk up, that's, yeah. That's not good grammar, is it? Oh, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was running my hydrogen company. And remember, I was making hydrogen cars. Mm -hmm. Let's see how fast Tina is. I was making hydrogen cars and hydrogen buses and hydrogen, hydrogen buses. Yes, there they are, hydrogen bus. That one was in Riverside, California. I made it. And I was also making other things like the, like the, <laughs> Ah, the hydrogen post office delivery vehicle. Look at that, hydrogen at that. powered. We use this car to deliver the mail. Give us one more, Tina, one more thing. And the world's first hydrogen, all hydrogen house. That's amazing. There it is, the hydrogen homestead. Amazing. And lots of other cars and vehicles and all sorts of things. And one day I got a telephone call from a guy and he said, I need to talk to you. 
we've got something really strange happening and we need your help. And this guy uh, was named Don Clark. He was drilling for natural gas out in Kansas. And they drilled down and they, they thought they had a good well with gas. So when you have a, a well that you think's good, you finish it, which means you put a pipe in the ground and then you pump concrete down in the pipe and up comes up around the outside and it hardens and it seals the ground and, and makes the well ready to produce gas. Well, he had done this and lo and behold, the, the concrete didn't set up. The next day it was still green, it was runny, it wasn't hard, it didn't harden. So they waited a second day and it was still hard. And finally, uh, the, they called the company and said, you sold us a truckload of bad concrete. This stuff doesn't get hard. Two days, it's still not hard. Concrete hardens in an hour. It's impossible. No, it's no good. It's, it's been in the whole two days. It's green. It's still running. And so the guy came from the concrete plant to look at it, and he had him pump some more air into the hole to push it out. And all of this concrete came out of the hole on the ground, and it instantly turned like hard like rock. In the hole, it wouldn't harden. When it got out, it would. Well, that's when they figured out there was something strange about this well. They had gas, but it was a strange gas, and it was a gas that wouldn't let concrete harden. The guy that made the concrete says, unless you have a reducing environment, which means unless you have hydrogen, it doesn't make any sense. And that's when they called me. Are you the hydrogen guy? And they used to call me that. Mm -hmm, they yeah, did. They, they still do. Anyway, still do. <laughs> and so he started telling me the story, and I immediately went out to the well to look at it. And sure enough, they had a well that produced hydrogen gas right out of the ground. And so I started talking to some of my advisors that know about things like gas wells and they said it's impossible that it's hydrogen because if it was hydrogen it would have leaked out into the atmosphere hundreds of thousands of years ago and it would be gone so it can't be hydrogen it can't be happening so I got really interested because I tested it and it was hydrogen and the way I tested it is the way we tested the balloon remember we breathe it and then we talk and it was high pitched because it makes your vocal cords vibrate faster. Well, I didn't do that. What I did instead, we had an open hole with a pipe. I put my ear down next to it and when the hydrogen coming out of it surrounded my ear, it made the little hairs in my eardrum vibrate faster and it made the whole world sound like Mickey Mouse. Really? I said, my goodness, that is hydrogen. I had heard that before. Right? So then I bought the gas rights for that well and I started looking at all of the property around there and we started drilling more wells. And we drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled and over 110,000 acres we found hydrogen gas. Wow. It's like a giant, giant reserve and by how much was there the geologists did calculations, and this was one of the biggest 
hydrogen, well, no one, no one believed in hydrogen, but it was one of the biggest gas finds in the area, and, uh, and yet no one would believe that there really was naturally occurring hydrogen. And more articles came out. Uh, Roger Billings is crazy again. He thinks that there's naturally occurring hydrogen in the ground. But there was, and that's a big deal. There was enough hydrogen there to run thousands and thousands of cars. I thought this, to generate electricity, to make ammonia. And I actually thought maybe I should make ammonia because we need ammonia for fertilizer. Well, the story got more interesting when we tried to figure out how there could be hydrogen there because it's such a small atom that it wiggles its way right through the rock layers and escapes into the air. So it couldn't be an old source. It had to just be brand new, and yet it was still there. Natural gas and petroleum comes from decaying dinosaurs and trees and things that lived eons ago, hundreds of thousands of years ago, and they gradually decomposed into natural gas. But this couldn't be that because it would be gone. It was diffusing out. So I started to really study it. And this, again, was in the 19, early 1980s. And the interesting thing I found is we started drilling the holes and I started keeping very careful records. We'd go down into the ground and we'd be going through kind of soft dirt. And then all of a sudden, we'd hit a rock layer out in Kansas. And these rock layers were much harder and the drill would really slow down. And we're, we're pumping water down through the drill and it's washing up the dirt. And so the dirt's coming out and we can see what it is. And we can see it's, it's rock that we've hit. We're grinding up, so why it's going so slow. So we go through a rock layer. Some rock layers were only a foot or two thick. Some were like 10, 12 feet thick. But whatever they were, they were there. Mm -hmm. Most of them out in this area were, were limestone. But as soon as the drill would get through the hard rock layer and get below it, all of a sudden we'd hit hydrogen gas. And then we'd go down, down to the next rock layer. And there's a whole bunch of them down there. And the next rock layer, it'd slow down again. And as soon as we broke through, we'd hit hydrogen gas. With every rock layer, we found hydrogen gas right underneath it. Well, we contacted a uh, geologist at KU, Kansas University, and said, what in the world is going on here? What could this mean? And he said, well, that means that the hydrogen is new hydrogen. It's being made, and it's coming up from the earth, going up through the dirt, up through, and it slows down when it hits the rock because it's hard to get through. It goes through the rock, but much more slowly, and so it's pocketing there. And he says the only way this can be happening, and he came and saw it and agreed it was, the only way it can be happening is that there's something down below the ground that's generating hydrogen. Well, it turns out there are about seven things that could be generating hydrogen that we know about. Some kinds of bacteria mm -hmm. and bacterial processes can make hydrogen. Some kinds of chemicals, for example, iron can rust and rip the oxygen out of water and release hydrogen. When metal rusts, it makes hydrogen. It could be 
hydrogen coming clear from the Earth's core. And so we had all these different sources. The geologist came up with a theory that right where we were drilling was a very old mountain range, about the same age as the mountains in California where they had the gold rush. These are granite mountains. And he said, Wade, and, and in Kansas, the mountain range is there, but it's, it's like 2,000 feet down, mm -hmm. so you can't see it real well. But uh, he said there could be gold in those mountains, and there could be heat from the center of the earth, and it could be catalyzing the water and, and producing hydrogen. He says, but wherever it's coming from, it's new hydrogen that's being made. And that's why it's still there. He says it's leaking all the time, but it's being replenished. And he says, do you realize what that means? And does it mean it's being replenished? <laughs> no, what does it mean? And he says that means if you drill a well and collect that hydrogen to run your hydrogen car, the next day there will be new hydrogen. And the next day there will be new hydrogen. And new hydrogen, we never see that in natural gas. If it's there, the dinosaurs died and we didn't get any more. But this hydrogen just keeps being made. This field turned out to be enough hydrogen to just run a whole big city without any other power. No pollution, just think about it. And so I wrote some papers and told people, this is big, this is big. And if it's here, it's probably somewhere else too. No one believed me. Everybody said, it can't be. It just can't be. They're not very smart. Well, guess what? <laughs> that was 1980s, and then came the 90s, and then the 2000, and then the 2010, 20, and now here we are today. And all of a sudden, they started looking for hydrogen, and we're finding it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Over in France, they just found the largest deposit of naturally occurring hydrogen anywhere in Europe of, of any gas. It's just really significant. And um, I, I read a news report that said my old friend Bill Gates is really investing in naturally occurring underground hydrogen. Yeah, uh, I talked with Bill Gates about hydrogen more than a dozen times uh, back in the days when we were we were close friends. Since I don't play bridge, I don't get to see him very often now. But <laughs> any rate, this is big, and this is good news, because all of a sudden, we're finding a fuel that does not cause greenhouse gas. And you don't need to have a solar collector that only works when the sun's shining. Cloudy days and nights, it doesn't work. We don't need windmills that only generate power when the wind's blowing, which is usually at night when we don't need it, because this hydrogen is enough to run all of our homes, all of our cars, everything. And I think it's really, really, really exciting. Those of you that like to be up on new things, you really should start keeping an eye on naturally occurring hydrogen, because <laughs> I was right. It's there, and there's a lot of it. And by the way, yes, I plan to do something really big. Are you reading all of our minds? Really big. 
with naturally occurring hydrogen. Hydrogen is going to be a very, very, very important part of this world, of our lives, and of our future. And it's going to solve a lot of problems. Problems with pollution, problems with really high expensive energy costs. Hydrogen not only is pollution free, in almost every application I'm aware of, it can accomplish the job of powering a car with half the fuel that it takes to power it with gasoline or natural gas because of the chemical properties of hydrogen it can operate at twice the efficiency. And that's not if you put it in a fuel cell. If you put it in a fuel cell, it's like three, three and a half times as efficient as a gasoline engine. So hydrogen is an amazing, amazing gas. And um, when I built the world's very first hydrogen car in 1966, whoa, that's a century ago. And I'm not that old. <laughs> but when I built the car, I knew that I had just done something very significant. And those of you that are here live, watching live live, saw the world's first hydrogen car just out in the lobby here, and the first fuel cell car. And those are going to be really important vehicles. Now some of you probably would like hearing the story about the Smithsonian Museum in Washington. They uh, asked if they could have the car to put on display there. And I thought, hmm, it still runs. We still ride it. If it was that, tell you what, let us think about it for a while. That was like 20 years ago. But I really think that it's exciting that a science fair project mm -hmm. and a teacher teaching science about filling blooms with home, I mean laboratory made hydrogen, that it could cause a little brain <laughs> like mine to start popping with ideas so that I would develop this. I mean, I can see why y'all love us all so much because you're getting all that knowledge and you're going to be making all of these inventions, and we're going to have a really wonderful world. Are you looking at me socially? Okay. See, I'm taking it well. So you're saying the reason Acellus is so wonderful is because of the hydrogen man. Well, no, I'm saying that Acellus is wonderful because it's powered by hydrogen. Don't you think? That's what I meant to say. I actually have a new goal. Yes. With, with all of this natural hydrogen being discovered, uh -huh. I plan to make the Acellus data center, where we store all of your records, and where we send you all these great teacher movies, be the first big data center in the world to be 100% energy green with hydrogen. That's awesome. And I think a lot of people will follow that example. So. Uh, Study hard, learn hard. You've got a lot of inventions we're going to need. I will keep making them for you for a few more years, but then you guys got to take over because weather's awfully nice, and Branson, I think, has got some nice <laughs> trout biting. <laughs> so I might have to slip out for okay, a few days. Okay, I'm going with. Okay, and I want to thank everybody that's coming to visit us. We're getting more and more visitors, and we love visitors at Science Live. If you do come to Kansas City and it's a Wednesday night, 
Please come and join us. We'll see you next time.